Yo, welcome back to the best podcast there is out there. We have four numbers and the word podcast after it. It's one, four, nine, seven podcast, baby. I told y'all I come on at a random time. So hopefully y'all ready when I'm ready to drop. I hope y'all doing good, though. You know, it's close to summertime. Everyone has either taking their finals or getting ready to take their finals. So if you have taken your finals, have a great summer. If you are getting ready to take your finals, prepare yourself. Make sure that you know the subject, you know everything. And just go out there, take that final. And after that final, go enjoy yourself. Go have a good time. Graduation time is coming up or graduation time is here. So shout out to all the graduates that has either graduated college or is taking that next step into college. Shout out to them. Let's get into our our main man, the greatest co-host to ever live. That's Michael Wood, the man, the myth, the legend. He is not here with us today, but I wanted to shout him out. Hopefully he brings home because he's doing nationals for rugby right now. Hopefully he brings home that trophy. And he tells us some cool little stories about about nationals. Let's get right into it, though. Game sevens. You dream of that going into the NBA. And you dream of winning it. Because it gets you one step closer. Well, in this case, it gets you one step closer to the NBA finals. And the game sevens that we had was Milwaukee and the Celtics. Now, Milwaukee, they were playing really good to start off the game. Giannis was doing his thing. And even though they weren't hitting shots, you kind of sense that, okay, Mike Budenhoser is going to go in the locker room, make some adjustments, and the Bucs are going to make this a game in Boston. It was just a complete opposite. Boston came out gun-slinging. Jason Tatum was in foul trouble. But Jalen Brown, his counterpartner, stepped up. Grant Williams had the game I never expected from Grant Williams. 27 points. I think he finished with seven or eight threes. And the defense was just spectacular. And I think the defense really was given an advantage because the Milwaukee couldn't shoot the ball. They couldn't shoot from the perimeter. So they were kind of sagging off almost and daring them to shoot to make them drive into the paint because every time that you saw Giannis go into the paint, there's three guys on him. I think they were playing the zone because they knew that they could get away with the, from the way that the Bucs were shooting. It was tough that the Bucs went out like that. I, uh, me and Mike said this, I think whoever wins that series is going to win is going to the NBA finals, Boston. We'll see tomorrow. Cause A lot of crazy stuff has occurred, but I got Boston in five. Miami's offense hasn't, has been a dormanted offense outside of Jimmy Butler. We haven't seen the Duncan Robinson that we saw in the bubble. Tyler heroes kind of slowed down a little bit. Gabe Vincent here and there, Max Struess here and there. We haven't really seen the PJ Tucker that we saw last year on the Bucks championship run. I think the defense is going to shut down Miami. And on top of that, they're not going to have guys. 
that can defend Jason Tatum, that can defend Jalen Brown, that can defend Marcus Smart. And if you get Robin Will or yeah, Robert Williams back in the paint, not only that brings better paint defense, that brings a guy that can get you rebounds and Al Horford can just sit down or not sit down. He can camp out on the corner and hit his threes because we saw in game six, when you need Al Horford, Al Horford's going to be that guy. Or was it game five? It was one of those two games. Al Horford's going to be that guy where you give him the ball, he shoots the ball, and he's not missing. He is splashing. And another thing, too, when you're looking at blowouts like the Celtics, and I'll get to the Suns in a minute, when you're looking at those games, you look at, okay, if there's time left, what guy can step up for Boston? if Boston needs that one guy. And Peyton Pritchard, the light is starting to shine towards him because no one really knows what Peyton Pritchard can do besides shoot. So you give Peyton Pritchard that opportunity when the light shine the brightest, Eastern Conference Finals, that's another dangerous card that this Boston Celtics team has. Miami's defense is good too. Don't get me wrong. But I think Boston's defense is way better. And Miami doesn't have the guys that Boston has offensively that can really get it going and keep it going like Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler is not going to beat that Boston team by himself. I mean, we saw in the bubble in the finals where Jimmy Butler was the only person scoring. Yeah, he brought the Lakers six games, but. The Lakers ultimately won that series and the Lakers won that series because they were able to space out the floor and Jimmy Butler is a great two-way, two-way player. So that's going to make him even more tired because there, there's that one meme that hands was on his knees and everything. Cause he's just tired out because as you're spacing out the floor and as you're moving the ball and those guys are hitting shots, you're constantly running to one corner, running to the other corner, running to the wing, running to the opposite wing, running to the top of the key. You're just constantly running around, and that's going to tire you out a lot. So good win for the Celtics. Giannis, Giannis showed that he's a superstar in this league, and I think he's really pointing eyes towards he is the best player in this league, despite them losing. He had a historical series. I think the last big man to put up the numbers that he did was Shaquille O'Neal. I could be wrong, so I'm going to fact check that just in case I am wrong. But Giannis was just putting up numbers, was literally putting up video game numbers. And the first game that they played, he had a triple-double. And a lot of people would question, well, why are we highlighting that? where Russ has been doing that this whole career. And I'm right there with you. But I think it was highlighted to the point that it was highlighted at because it was on the road and no one really expected Milwaukee to take one in a hostile environment like TD Garden. So I think that's why more people were like, okay, Giannis had a great game versus Russ. We've seen that from Russ in the regular season, but we haven't really seen that in the playoffs and really hasn't got the chance to see that in the playoffs besides earlier in earlier, earlier in his career when he had KD and James Harden when they went to the finals. But kudos to Boston. 
Milwaukee's going to be back. Milwaukee's going to be back. And Giannis, if you need a guy that's going to go out there and play every single minute and put it all out on the floor and says, I got your back, Giannis Antetokounmpo is that guy. Giannis is that guy, hands down. Giannis knows eyes bleeding everything. Giannis is still out there giving you forward. Like, let that let that sink in a little bit. A guy like Giannis, 6'10", is able to dribble the ball, use, use his big force to assert his dominance in the paint. If he keeps on going the way that he's going shooting-wise, Giannis is going to be unstoppable. And that's that's just a fact. So Bucks gonna have to get more because they weren't as deep as they were last year. They're gonna have to get a couple more defenders. Then they're gonna have to just keep on, they're gonna just have to keep on shooting and perfect that. They're a good shooting team, don't get me wrong, but you can't go four and twenty-eight and or yeah, four twenty-eight, four twenty-nine, whatever it was. You can't only have four threes made in a game seven playoff game. Now it's now it's time for Phoenix. Phoenix and the Mavs. I did not expect the Mavs to win, let alone I did not expect the Mavs to win that big. Luca came in and did what he had to do. 35 points. Let me look at it. Let me look at his stat line. Because he had 35 points. I think he finished with like 10 assists, something like that. Let's see. Luca had 35, 10, and four. So you're probably asking yourself, okay, Luca did his thing, but how did the Mavs win with just Luca? Well, I'm glad you asked that because the other key, the other pieces to the puzzle was connected for the Dallas Mavericks to perform the way that they performed. You need Jalen Brunson to step up. Jalen Brunson did step up, 24.6 rebounds. You need another guy outside of Jalen Brunson to step up. You get Spencer Dinwiddie to do that. Spencer Dinwiddie, 30 points, five of seven from three with three with three rebounds doing, doing this thing. Then you have Luka doing this thing, six of 11 from threes. If more people are producing the way Luka is producing, not only – that this Mavericks team can put up a fight against the Golden State Warriors, they can punch their ticket into the NBA Finals. Last time they were in the NBA Finals, they had that man Dirk Nowitzki. They had that man, um, oh my God, Jason Terry. They had a guy, they had a team full of veterans, and they pulled off the unthinkable beating LeBron James and the Miami Heat four to two in that final series. And then we go over to the Sun Sun. It was just pitiful. It was just bad to watch. Chris Paul did not play good in the first half. He started to get it together in the fourth. He was making shots. Devin Booker didn't play like Devin Booker. DeAndre Aiden played awful. For a guy that wants more money and a better contract, a game seven like that is not going to get you that money, big dog. You have to go out there and you have to perform. You have to give it your all. It's game seven of the NBA Finals, and let alone, it's at your crib. I mean, what what more do you need to motivate you? It's at your crib. It's game seven. One more round, 
you're back in the NBA Finals, and let alone you're up in the NBA Finals two to zero last year, you get there again, you feel that feeling again, you're damn near winning, winning the NBA Finals. You just can't perform like that. And it's going to be interesting to see if he leaves the Suns. I don't think he will leave the Suns, but NBA free agency and the NBA offseason is just a crazy thing. Well, sports offseason is just a crazy thing because the unexpected always occurs. So it's going to be interesting to see if DeAndre Aiden's going to leave. And if he does leave, who's going to step in in that void of DeAndre Aiden? And let's go to CP3. A lot of people are starting to doubt CP3 and his argument of being a top five point guard of all time. In all honesty, I'm not saying you can't. You can make an argument about CP3 not being the top five guard. But I think the main thing that's holding that argument is rings. He has not won a ring in a 16, 17 year career. But wait a minute. We look at, you look at your top 10 and you think to yourself, Allen Iverson's going to be in there or Allen Iverson is in there. Russ is going to be in there. It's just triple double machine. 2.0. 2.0. And then you got the big O. Big O was doing the same thing, but he, he won a championship. Big O is not in this conversation. You got Steve Nash and you got John Stockton. So out of those four people that I named, the two of them are arguably top five guards of all time. That's Steve Nash and John Stockton. They haven't won a ring. John Stockton was going up against MJ and the crew. On multiple occasions, he did not want a ring. Steve Nash, I thought he won a ring. I looked it up. Steve Nash has not won a ring. So it's kind of like we need to pump the brakes a little bit on the CP3 stand or on the CP3 slander. Because let's not forget, CP3 is an 11 time all star, nine time all defensive team, 10 time or yeah, 10 time all defensive, all defensive first team. I think a nine time all defense second team lead led the league in steals six times, let the league in uh assists four times. And then here's where the crazy stuff begins because a lot of people seem to forget his impact. And that's what that's a big thing for me as a point guard is your impact towards the team and how you win with that team. Before joining the Clippers. Let's not let's not forget that the Clippers were 32 and 50 and they missed the playoffs for the 13th or for the 14th season or for 13th for the 13th time out of 14 seasons. You bring in Chris Paul, not only you make the playoffs. You bring relevance to the Clippers. Last time relevance was on the Clippers was what? Back in the early the late 70s made 70s and you lock in as a five seed you create a name for yourself called lob city you're not able to get over that second round hump but as a clippers fan and as a clippers organization you're you're satisfied you're satisfied but you're not and what i mean by they're satisfied is 
looking at all the years of the Clippers franchise, you have those glory days of Lob City. And yeah, they couldn't get past the second round, but you're looking at it as a fan, like, well, my team did not make the playoffs out of 14 seasons. So like every time they make it, you're like, yes, yes, yes. Go Clippers, go Clippers. It's like, it's like that one barbershop where you have that one barber that's there. And then you're like, oh yeah, I got my barber. We're about to talk some, we're about to talk some checkers, about to talk about some chess, about to talk about Queen's Gambit. You know, the vibes, we, we about to chop it up. And then when you haven't gone there in like two, three weeks and you go back and you're like, Hey, yo, where's my boy, Chad. And then they go, Chad got transferred. It's kind of like someone took your heart, ripped it out and just stepped on it in front of you. It's kind of like a, Whoa, Chad's gone. Now I got to find a new Chad. I got to go and get a new Chad. I, my Chad's gone. Cause that's how the Clippers felt after that. Like they, years later, they got Kawhi and Paul George, but Kawhi hasn't, Kawhi and Paul George haven't been healthy enough to play alongside each other for a full season. And when they had Pandemic P came out, but Pandemic P, there's no pandemic with P anymore. In my eyes, my eyes, there's no pandemic with Paul George anymore. Then you look at the Suns, right? I think he was a huge part of Devin Booker's development or not, or he was, he was a big part. Yeah. He was a big part of Devin Booker and DeAndre Jordan or not DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Aiden becoming better basketball players. Devin Booker was already there, but I think he made him better in the shots that he was taking and the efficiency of his shots going in. And then with DeAndre Aiden, you could see that, CP3's veteranship on that team strided DeAndre Aiden to become a better player. And I think having that veteran role on a team like that really revolves around everyone. So there's a lot of big questions on, or a lot of question marks on who's going to leave, who's going to stay. But I think that team is going to stay together. And when Devin Booker was going crazy, let's not forget the Suns had an 11-year playoff drought before CP3 came. And then on top of that, when they made the NBA Finals, the last time they made the NBA Finals was 28 years from that year. So from 2021, the last time they made it was with Charles Barkley and his whole crew with Phoenix and they went up against the Bulls. Now the Bulls is on a whole different conversation. My point being is I still think CP3 can have the top five point guard of all time. I still think you can name that or give him that title and be comfortable with giving him that title because of his accolades and his impact towards the team. Like, yeah, he hasn't won a ring, but John Stockton hasn't won a ring. Steve Nash hasn't won a ring. And Steve and both of those guys are well, I don't know about Steve Nash. I, I think I think Steve Nash is in the conversation. 
but most people would say no. Hey, it's split. But John Stockton, I would go with John Stockton. John Stockton is easily top five of all time, and he has not won a ring. But people are not going to, they're not going to sugarcoat. They're not going to say anything about John Stockton or Steve. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can make an argument. I'm not saying you can't, but let's let's keep it real. And another thing, Patrick Beverly. I think Patrick Beverly is a great defender. But like, come on, bro. Like, come on. You you can't you can't go on ESPN and be like, oh yeah, like Steph Curry. I'll I'll go to bed at eight and wake up right and early. Eat my eat my Eggo waffles with some nice cool OJ. Watch Stephen A. Do my workout and then get prepared for. Steph Curry, but when it's CP3, I stay up all night and party like a college kid. Like you can't, you can't say all that because let's not forget Patrick Beverly. Even though I wanted the Timberwolves to win, you guys blew opportunities after or blew multiple opportunities to win that game. You blew multiple leads, double-digit leads. For Memphis to come back and beach y'all sorry asses in the playoffs. Yeah, you guys partied like it was whatever whenever the last time Minnesota went to the playoffs. But pipe down, Patrick Beverly. I mean, damn. You can't go out there and do all that and you don't have nothing to back it up with but I just I just don't I just don't get that at all and the reason I'm like getting on that is you you just can't you just can't do that with the stratosphere of the comments that you're putting your your the stratosphere of your comments and what I mean by that is you can't you can't go you can't go out and say that, and then in the back of your mind, you know, I know, the team knows that you and the Timberwolves got y'all asses whooped on multiple occasions. Then you guys had multiple leads, and somehow, somewhere, like Dennis Schroeder, y'all fumbled the bag. That's done with basketball. I can't wait for the Celtics game tomorrow. It's going to Hopefully Jimmy can put up a fight. Hopefully someone steps up for Jimmy. Let's talk about some NFL. NFL, or not the podcast. Shout out to the podcast, though. The schedule's dropped, and, you know, I got to talk about my bills. I got to talk about Mike's Eagles, too. I'm going to look up the Eagles schedule real quick. Let's see. Let's see who the Eagles play. Eagles play. Okay, so they play Lions week one. Then you play the Vikings, you play the Commanders, play the Jaguars, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Da Bears, Cowboys again, Saints, Giants. So I'm going to make a hot take right now. I think Mike 
would back me up on this hot take, bias included, that the Eagles have a chance that they stay healthy. They can be a top five seed in the NFL, not the NFL, in the NFC, in the playoffs. Hear me out. Hear me out. You added A.J. Brown. You have two guys that could run the rock. You have an offensive line that's that's there and hasn't really been, or no, it's still been a problem, but Jalen Hurts has been able to work with that problem. And we look at the NFC on a competition, we look at the Rams, and then we look at the Bucs because Brady but other than that, the NFC is wide open. I mean, come on. The Falcons can make the playoffs if they really wanted to. I mean, it's just something that really people can get behind because let's not the Eagles did get scraped. They did get scraped against the Buccaneers, but they still made the playoffs after. A bad, a little bump in the road. They still made the playoffs. So, I think moments like that, where you get your caboose turned, kicked, and thrown around, that it builds you into a, it builds you into that player, him, him. It builds you into him because you don't want to experience that ass whooping again. You don't want to experience that. You want to get to that point and you want to do the ass whooping. So watch out for Jalen Hurts this year. Watch out for A.J. Brown. Watch out for Devontae Smith. Watch out for Miles Sanders. And there's another running back, the backup running back. I can't I can't think of his name. but. And Dallas Goddard, too. You can't forget about Dallas Goddard. And as much as I support Dak, and as much as I'm still behind Dak, the Cowboys, when they get to the playoffs, they're a completely different team. Okay, so that's one team. People are not really looking at the Giants because Daniel Jones is in a very diabolical situation right now. So that's another team checked off. And then you look at the commanders, Carson Wentz is on another revenge tour, and the defense is going to be on a revenge tour. And the last time they were in the playoffs, they almost beat the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So out of all those teams in that division, you could really make a claim saying the Eagles can win the NFC East. I'm just saying. Let's talk about my Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, we have the 12th hardest schedule in the NFL. I haven't really dug deep and really looked at our schedule. So we play the Rams week one. I can't wait for that. Last time we played the Rams, it was in Buffalo, COVID season, Josh Allen, late game touchdown to, I think, Dawson Knox or Cole Beasley. I think it was Dawson Knox that caught the game-winning touchdown. 
Titans Bills. It's it's embar- it's getting embarrassing at this point. Every time I watch the Bills play the Titans on Monday Night Football, but it's different this time. We're going to be in Buffalo, baby. So you better you better come and bring your skills, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Mister. I don't want to try Malik Willis. Malik Willis is going to take my job. I think Malik Willis is going to take your job. It's going to take your job by week seven. Hot take. Then we play the Dolphins. Kind of scared to play the Dolphins. How dish. The uh, Kair Elam that we got off of the draft first round, he looks like a beast. So hopefully that translates into play because I don't – I just – I just don't want to get cooked by Tyreek Hill again and again and again. It's that one movie preview that I hate so much, but I somehow, somewhere, always find a way to see it. Then we play the Ravens, go to Baltimore, Steelers, Chiefs, Packers, Jets, Vikings, the Browns, oh my, Lions, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Patriots. Every single game matters. Every single game matters this year. And we can't have a a bad start, and we can't lose the teams that we're not supposed to lose to. So I can't wait for this NFL season. This NFL season is going to be great. AFC is going to be a dogfight. And speaking of the AFC, my boy Sean Oltman, Shout out to Sean Oldman says the Chiefs will be the only AFC West team to not make the playoffs this year. All I have to say to that is I'm right there with them, but, but, but I said this before, as long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, as much as it pains me to say it, as long as he's the quarterback of the NF or the Kansas City Chiefs, they will be in the AFC Championship game. They have great play callers. Now it's time for those guys to step up, and we're really going to see: was it really Patrick or was it really Tyreek? Patrick, let's not forget, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, top three quarterback in the league. I still think things are going to be dangerous, and even though they traded away Tyreek Hill. You get another speedster in the draft like Sky Morgan to take his place. It's going to be harder because now they got the big game aspect of their game plan taken away. But we'll see what occurs. The biggest thing that biggest thing for me right now is that defense and what that defense is secondary. So we'll see what occurs because time will tell with everything. It's 1117. I'm about to get some food. Thank you for tuning into the podcast, man. You know, follow the podcast at 1497 podcast on that blue bird that gives you the doo-doo. I hope I did that right. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. Whatever Twitter, whatever Twitter's notey sound is, go follow us on Twitter. Go follow us on Instagram. Go follow us on TikTok. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And while you're on YouTube, you might as well like and comment on our videos on YouTube. Mike might be here on Wednesday. He might not be here, but I will be here. 
at a random time. So stay tuned to the greatest podcast out there. That is called the 1497 Podcast. Hope y'all had a great Monday. Keep on studying for your finals. As always, trust the process. I'm about to relax, watch some Loki, watch the new Spider-Man, and go watch the Doctor Strange. Stephen Strange. Come on, baby. Come on.